This is a Crib Room podcast. Training yourself, training others with Power Training. Welcome along to the Crib Room podcast and today we're talking to Dr. Neryl East who is a communication and credibility expert, some very big names but at the moment looking at a whole range of ways in which business has changed in particular in the last fortnight from COVID-19. Dr. Neryl East joins us today. Thank you very much doctor for your time. Thanks so much for having me and hello to everybody listening. Now, communication has changed dramatically in the last short period. I don't think there has ever been such a worldwide change or such a shift where we're seeing such a monumental move where we're going from the office to home. I mean, there's been tools around all the time that this has sort of happened with, but uh, people are starting to become more familiar with WhatsApp groups. They're starting to do Zoom meetings or Microsoft Teams, and all of a sudden, this is the in thing, Doctor. Absolutely, and it does seem to have happened so suddenly. And I think we're all just getting our heads around so many things, logistics of how we're working, how we're going to buy toilet paper from the supermarket, all of those things. But the thread running through it all is how we're going to keep communicating and connecting because there's never been a more crucial time for us to keep those connections in in a work and business sense, obviously, but also in a personal sense because we're going to be physically isolated So we need to make sure that we're keeping those communication channels open so we're continually reaching out to people in our network, our friends, our family, so that we can all get through this together. So those of us who keep practising and building our communication skills are going to be building up an arsenal of tools that will stand us in really good stead uh, at the time when we come out the other side of this. And they're also going to help us through it as well. Well, I'm glad you touched on a couple of different things there. So from a professional point of view, we'll look at first and then we'll come back to the social side of things. But from the professional view, it's about having your office all being accountable. And I have seen, I suppose you have seen some of the videos that have been going around where uh, I believe there was a group of Microsoft Teams who got together. They're all having a chat at their morning meeting. And unfortunately, one realised that she forgot that her video was on and went to the toilet. I mean, there's a lot of that sort of stuff that's happening at the moment, isn't there? I know. And look, that was absolutely hilarious for those of us watching after the event. I can only imagine how horrific that must have been uh, when that that actually happened. But it's a really good reminder to all of us that, yeah, when you're on a Zoom call or a video call or a Teams call, whatever mechanism you're using, You need to put your best foot forward just as if you were in the room um, with people. So think about how you're coming across in that meeting. So that goes to how you're dressed. And, you know, I'm sure there's quite a few, you know, tracky dacks and Ugg boots and things going on under the table (laughs) at meetings now because we're on camera. But you need to think about what's going on in the camera's view. So how how are you dressed that will depend on your role. I know we'll have some salespeople listening to this. You need to be making sure that you're still being that professional salesperson. If it's a different type of meeting, you need to, to be dressed appropriately for that meeting. Making sure that the rooms, there's no distractions around you as well. You can, if you're sitting in one of your apartment buildings and looking out across the river, you know, that can always be a bit of a distraction for you. Alternatively, the cats jumping in front of your camera. You know, it's, it's trying to be as distraction free as possible. Totally. And I think there is a kind of Murphy's law of video calling that as soon as you go live, uh, if you've got a baby or a child, they will cry, the dog will bark, the cat will want your attention. So you need to, to be proactive about that. If you've got pets, it's probably time to keep them 
outside the room. So yeah, you're right. Think about your background because you might think your, you know, your kitchen cupboards and the pots and pans look beautiful, but people don't really want to see that at a work meeting or your unmade bed. So just find a blank wall. It doesn't have to be the most beautiful background, but something that's going to be distraction free. Make sure you've got good natural light or if it's in the evening, make sure that, you know, you've got reasonable lighting so you're not looking like you're one of those um you know videos where they've darkened the, the face of the person because they're they've gone undercover or they're a criminal or something you want to be be easily seen but it's also important you don't have blazing light behind you i remember once i did a zoom call from the Qantas lounge at an airport and i didn't realize it was early in the morning and the sun came up behind me and all of a sudden, the poor people looking at my face on the screen were being blinded by this, this sun coming up behind me that I wasn't aware of. So be, be, be courteous with things like that. How you're appearing on screen, if there's, if there's lights in the face of everybody watching you, that, that's going to be a distraction. It's going to get in the way of your communication. So you might think you know, that you're, you're not a professional speaker, it's not a professional studio, but some of those principles still need to apply. How would you front up normally? And what are the, some of the common courtesies you'd afford to people in a face-to-face -face situation? Bring some of those into the online environment as well. Now, I'd imagine that there'd be a lot of people who are tuned into who had probably been on a conference call or in a teleconference sort of environment before where the microphones still remain on. I suppose courtesy is to turn those off. But also, don't forget that you're always on camera as well and or treat your camera and your microphone live at every time. There's no point in, in shouting at the other half if they're in another room to, 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 in different explicit language to tell them to be quiet because you, know, you don't want that to come across to your potential people that you're talking to do you absolutely and and you know just as if you're in a meeting at work you're not going to start suddenly shouting at your kids on the phone presumably while you're in the meeting so you're not going to do that you know in a zoom meeting so yes use a headset i know sometimes i'm on calls with people and they're not using a headset because they're uncomfortable with it or or whatever then you know we're then easily distracted by background noises but make sure that you are muted when you're not speaking and if you're a person who's actually running the meeting maybe you're running a meeting with your team agree on that as a rule at the start that we all turn our mics off when we're not speaking and then have some sort of mechanism for knowing who's going to speak next maybe you raise your hand or you wave to the meeting chair or the meeting chair very um, clearly goes around the virtual room and allows each person to speak and at that point you unmute there's nothing worse on a video call where everyone's trying to speak with their mics open and I know I've been running meetings like that and it's actually really hard to tell who it is that's talking. You've got all the faces on the screen and you're trying to work out whose voice it is <laughs> that, that, that's trying to speak. So agree on those rules at the start. And if you're not sure, then take the initiative and ask. If the person running the meeting hasn't made that clear, then you might want to just ask that question. You know, can we can we please agree on how we're going to manage our audio in this meeting? Mm. Otherwise, people can get frustrated and annoyed, and then they disengage, and you're all wasting your time because the meeting's not very effective. Now, normally meetings are a planning opportunity, but you probably should spend, and I know that you obviously take some of advice today, that you should plan for your virtual meeting at the same time you would plan for your normal meeting because there's nothing worse because obviously you can be seen. It's it's that barrier that there's not an actual physical person on the other side of the desk from you. But uh, having that couple of minutes to plan also makes things just a hell of a lot easier too, doesn't it? 
I totally agree. And it's always interesting that, you know, if I were to ask anybody listening, if I were to say, you know, I'm going to book you to speak in front of an audience of 100 people next week, probably most of you would put some time into planning and preparing for that. But we don't often spend the same amount of time planning for important conversations or meetings. And yet sometimes the stakes can be as high or even higher. So I would always recommend taking time to plan. And a virtual meeting is no different. Um, so this is the, a time when you need to really use your imagination and project yourself into the shoes of the people on the other side of the camera. They are still living, breathing humans that you're talking to. And so just as if they were in the room, you need to imagine um, how they're receiving your communication and how you might best engage with them. What do they need from you in this moment? What's top of mind for them? You know, good communication is always about the audience. It's always about the other people in the interaction. Often we go in and we just word vomit at people or we might just hit send on an email and think, okay, well, that's great. I've communicated that. But that's not communication at all. Communication only happens when the other person or other people get your meaning and take it away and act on that. And so unless you can be sure that that's happened, then you don't really know if you've communicated. So in an online environment, you need to make sure that you're absolutely clear and precise in the words you use and check in with people a lot more than you would do if they were actually sitting in the room with you because you can't read their body language. No, it's really hard to know. Correct. And I was just about to move into the nonverbal sort of communication and you get a lot of that obviously on a on a video conference or on a, a phone conference as well. You can you can hear people's voices, you can hear what they're you know, how they're feeling from that side of things as well. So having that sort of awareness that there is the nonverbal communication is pretty vital as well. Yes, it is. And even starting with good eye contact, and this is a little bit tricky on a video call. Sometimes you might be on a video call on your phone or you might be on a laptop or a tablet, and it's hard to know where to look, isn't it? Particularly if you're on a group meeting, somebody's talking, and our natural inclination is to look at them on the screen. But if that's the case, you're not actually looking into the camera. So you'll actually be looking away from the person. So to maintain good online eye contact, you actually need to look straight into the camera. And uh, that can be a bit freaky for people if you're not used to doing that. So treat that little green light or whatever colour it is on your device or wherever your camera is on your phone, treat that as the person's face that you're talking or listening to. So just as in a conversation, you would look at the person, you might naturally look away for a sec, you might blink and then you'd look back at them. You need to do exactly the same with the camera on your device. So don't spend all your time looking at the squares of faces. Make sure your eye is looking into the camera and that will really help with, with the level of engagement you have with the other people. Might take a bit of practice though. <laughs> You can always do that uh, in your own spare time, I suppose. You can always, you know, when you're taking that selfie, just pre pretend that someone on the other end is is watching you take that selfie. You might take a wholly different new approach to selfies. Um, doctor, <laughs> also uh, probably some of the tools that you prefer to use when it comes to online communication. I, I know we're conducting our meeting today via Zoom and, and the audio quality through that seems like it's uh, absolutely, you know, any day of the week, it's like you're on the other side of the room, to be honest. But um, are there certain tools that you prefer to use for online communication? Look, I am a fan of Zoom and I know Zoom is going gangbusters at the moment. There's certainly winners and losers out of our current environment and those online platforms 
are obviously going to do, do very well uh, from it. But Zoom is a great tool because you've got the um, option of going into breakout rooms. So I wonder if, you know, some of your listeners might have, have experienced that and some of, some of them might not. But you can have a meeting with a larger group of people and then the person running the meeting can actually break people up into smaller groups. So that works really well for online training or even a meeting where you just want to spend a few minutes debriefing on a key point or brainstorming ideas and then coming back to the larger room. So that works really, really well. I also use a more one-way platforms like GoToWebinar. That's more for when I'm wanting to present information with still some opportunity for people to comment, but it's not quite as interactive as Zoom. Mm -hmm. And then the other tools like WhatsApp and, and even Facebook Messenger, I use that more in a social sense. So I was checking in with some of my friends last night and we had a, a, a you know a group video call on Facebook Messenger, which was just a fantastic way of catching up. There may or may not have been a glass of wine involved. I can't <laughs> comment on that. <laughs> but you know, I, I really encourage all of you listening, you know, to do that with your friends. Please don't let this time be a barrier to not connecting with people. Those tools actually make it very, very easy. You can set up a little group on Messenger, and I'm sure you can do the same in WhatsApp and some of the other tools. And then it's a matter of you just click the video icon and then automatically you're all in the one video call. It's as simple as that. And then you can have a chat and check in with each other. So lots and lots of ways we can keep connected. We just have to do that proactively. Indeed. And the, the I know we've spoken a lot about a professional side, but from a personal side and, and as we move into a, a different approach into the world at the moment, self-isolation and being cut off from a lot of different people, still having and maintaining those friendships and those relationships are absolutely vital at this particular point in time to, to help us save from counting how many salt crystals we've got in the in the sacks of salt bottle. I mean, it's, it's really one of those very important tools, isn't it, communication and making sure that we're doing it right and we're doing it healthily as well it totally is and look i was reminded the other day that you know, there's a lot of fear around you know there's no doubt about that but as humans it's not possible for us to be in fear and in creativity at the same time our brains just don't allow that to happen so i really encourage you when you're, you're getting those anxious thoughts and you know it's pretty you know when you see any news feed it's pretty hard not to feel those anxious thoughts to, to switch from fear to creativity and think okay well what can i do what, what is it that I can influence? Because there's so much that we can't control at the moment. And so something that you can influence is thinking, well, let me, let's write a list of the people in my circle of friends or in my, you know, my sporting group or my, my school canteen group or whoever it is or in my family. Let me write a list of those and who can I contact today just to check in and say good day and see how they're feeling. So now you're not feeling fearful. You're, you're creating a solution. And you just don't know how important that contact is going to be when you do make a connection with that person. So this is this is a time where the proactive, creative people are going to be the ones that get us through this. The naysayers and the frightened people and the ones who just want to focus on lack and you know things that aren't on the supermarket shelves are just going to be draining our collective energy. So you know, I really encourage you, be the one who picks up the phone or hits that video call and, and checks in because you just never know the positive impact that's going to have.
Dr. Neil East is communication and credibility expert joining us on part of our podcast here in the crib room. We appreciate so many tips in there from uh, being professional on those sales and those video conferencing calls that you might be having in work time to, I suppose, just those social catch-ups to keep in touch with what's happening with friends and family. It is very important at this particular point in time. Doctor, thanks very much for your time. It's been great to catch up with you today. My pleasure. Take care of yourself. The Crib Room series of podcasts are produced by Industry Link Media. Subscribe to podcasts via your audio platform and via industrylinkmedia.com. This is a Crib Room podcast.